And welcome back to another edition of 110 Lessons for Life from the teachings of the Commander of the Faithful, Imam Ali. May God's peace and blessings be upon him. Today in our discussion, we want to look at the relationship which exists between our uh, character, our traits, our akhlaq, and the consciousness of God. We see in the traditions from the Prophet and his infallible family, may God's peace and blessings be upon all of them, that there is a direct correlation, a direct relationship between our actions in this world, our akhlaq, our morality, our uh, foundational base, our ethical, moral, foundational base, and our consciousness of God. Now, obviously there are many traditions like this, we just want to focus on one and try to understand what relationship actually exists between these two. Let us first review the tradition for today, and then we'll come back with a brief expose on what the commander of the faithful intends for us to know from this particular statement of his. He says the following, The person who would like to be considered as one with a good disposition needs to keep away from the prohibited. One of the things that we see within the Noble Quran is that God Himself has granted honor, esteem, dignity to certain individuals. In the Quran, God tells us, for example, وَلِلَّهِ الْإِزَّةُ وَلِرَسُولِهِ وَلِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ that to God belongs all the dignity and honor and majesty and to His Prophet and to the community of believers. Obviously these are not only you know, the general believing community because people around the world, Muslims who commit the most uh, heinous of actions and the gravest of sins are also believing that they are mu'mineen, that they are believers. But here we understand the believers to be a special class of people who not only believe and who have the title of a Muslim, but who actively live the lifestyle of a righteous believer. The tradition tells us that a person who would like to be considered or have these noble qualities needs to keep away from the prohibited. One of the things we understand when we look at the traditions, the statements of the infallibles, is that there are certain sins in the religion which Allah, which God has told us, can take away our nobility, our greatness. What are those sins? I don't want to go into those today. We need to do our own independent research and reading to find out what those sins are. But without a doubt, there are sins which wipe away the character of an individual. Sins which may even be done in private, which we think sometimes that don't have an impact on us. You know, I'm not hurting anybody. I'm not doing major sins. I'm only doing minor sins, people tend to say. These minor actions could very well be the gateway to us losing our character, our morality, our basis of morality within our lives. And that this ultimately would lead to a loss of our reputation in the outside world. So there is a cor correlation between what we do in private, the sins that we may perform, and how we are judged and seen on the outside world by people that may not even know that we are committing certain sins in our day-to-day -day life. You know, we can understand this in multiple ways. Let me just give us one example of a particular sin which may be done, you know, and we consider it to be very small or insignificant. However, it can have massive ramifications for us in the world and with our interaction with people. The, lie, the, the, the sin of lying, of telling an untruth, no matter how small, you know, sometimes we try to gradate our, our lying. Oh, well, this is a small lie. This is a white lie, this is, was, you know, um, we use all these different adjectives to describe lying. Sometimes we 
even try to rationalize and try to legitimize our lies uh, by, you know, under many different guises, including sometimes a religion. Uh, but for example, if a person is telling small lies that he feels are not affecting people or that people will not catch on to, we have to realize that those small lies will become a habit on that person. It may very well turn out that he or she will start off with what we call a small lie and it will continue and develop and develop. And we realize that lying, like many sins, have a snowball effect. You cannot just tell one lie and end there. Because then tomorrow you need to tell another lie to cover up the lie from the previous day and so on and so forth, and it goes down the line until it becomes like a massive snowball, that it has gone out of control. And once that happens, and a person recognizes that this individual, this man or woman, whoever they are, are habitual you know, liars and they don't tell the truth, well guess what, you are going to lose your reputation, your character, your standing in society. You may speak and people will just ignore you because they know that, you know what, whatever you say has always been a lie and it will continue to be a lie. So we see in this one simple example that a very innocent, so to speak, sin can destroy the character of an individual. It can destroy their personality, their reputation within an entire society. So as we close, let us remind ourselves that taqwa is not something that we can just attain and then we become stagnant. Taqwa is something that we have to continuously develop and nurture and, and breed and cultivate. It's just like a person who has a garden at home. They may have some beautiful flowers, some rose bushes, some trees, maybe some fruit trees. But they have to be careful that you know, as they continue to water the fruit, the tree to grain fruit or the flower bush for flowers to bloom, at that same time, weeds will begin to grow and creep up into the garden. And so a person who is a horticulturist and wants to you know, maintain a beautiful, healthy garden, they will ensure to pull the weeds, maybe on a day-to-day -day basis, if not maybe weekly. As Muslims, we have to be the same, that we have to cultivate and nurture our taqwa on a day-to-day -day basis, and also look for those weeds every night before we go to bed and pull the weeds out if we find them growing within our heart, and that trim this taqwa to be such that it is something which can be presented to God, to Allah. We close and we ask God to give us the ability to follow in the footsteps of the teachings of the commander of the faithful, Imam Ali. May God's peace and blessings be upon him. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.